Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to KPN TV Sports Talk. I'm Phil Nicastro, and once again, my guest is Nick Kukaroo. And I brought in Nick today to talk about the upcoming high school football playoffs. And Nick, that would have been the quickest regular season on record. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, those seven games went by so fast, it was like a blink of an eye. Yeah, I mean, it was. This is a quick turnaround now. Mm. I mean, what we're barely halfway through the season, but we're in the postseason. Yeah, we're in the playoffs now. Gloucester, sixth seed, even though they won last week, they dropped mm -hmm. a spot and then the Division Four North. And what happened? Now, Whalen played a uh, higher seed. Whalen must have got uh, some wins over teams with better records than the teams Gloucester beat. I think Gloucester's really only... Gloucester only beat one playoff team, which was Somerville. Right. So that was really the only game that they got some serious points out of. Uh, mm -hmm. The other ones, I mean, Revere had one win. Medford had one win. Saugus, I, I don't know if Saugus had any wins. Yeah. So, I mean, they weren't getting a lot of points out of those wins. And, right. you know, Wayland must have beat some, you know, four or five win teams in yeah. there to get to, yeah. to four and three and, yeah. and leapfrog Gloucester. Yeah, I, I look at Division Four North. That's pretty tough. It is. It's pretty deep too. I mean, when you're the sixth seed with five wins, that, yeah. that I mean, that's, I know that it tells dips you something. after that, but mm. um, I mean, that's pretty significant. Let's go over the fisherman season for one. We'll go over sure. Manchester too in, in, in just a bit. But now we at the beginning of the season we had a pre. Oh, I'm sorry, we had a preseason uh, uh, yeah. show. We expected five and two, maybe six and one, and I think they fell right where we thought they were gonna. Yeah, I think so. Um, it went a little differently. Than mm. I thought a lot mm. differently yeah. than I than I thought it would. But yeah, uh, the end point was I think about what we expected. Yeah. Um, we knew they had a lot of those 50-50 games. I thought Beverly would be a little closer than it was. Yep. Uh, Gloucester was far better. But um, but you know, for the most part, I think uh, it's about what we expected. You know, they you know three way tie for the NEC tier two title yeah. they got into the playoffs so uh yeah they're about what we expected you know um five and two let's talk about the two losses sure uh the lynn classical game uh, a slow start killed them yes 21 nothing at half that's been classicals mo though i know they they did it with salem and danvers they jumped out to big leads almost uh almost gave them away yeah. in those two wins as well so yeah yeah i mean gloucester uh made one extra point Lynn Classical made all three extra yeah, points. That, that, that was, was the, the uh, that was the difference in the game. Well, the first half, Classical dominated. They made they they converted on a couple of Gloucester mistakes. Yep. Uh, Gloucester couple fumbled. Turnovers. Couple turnovers by Gloucester. Next thing you know, it was fourteen nothing. Um, there was an interception in there too. There was an interception in there that too. End, that yeah. led to another touchdown. That led to and, another touchdown. And yeah, I, I was actually surprised at that game where you know. Gloucester didn't block anyone in the first half. No. Uh, Lynn Classical was all over him. Yeah. Gloucester had no room to do anything. And then the second half, it was the other way around. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, like it was watching, unbelievable. It was like watching two different games. Yeah, it was. It was like the team switched uniforms or something yeah. at halftime. Because all of a sudden, Gloucester is just, you know, blowing them off the ball. They were. When they yeah. couldn't get anything going in, in the first 22 minutes. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, extra points is what killed the Gloucester in that game. They, they should have at least tied it. Yeah, Gloucester's extra point. That's a it's uh, been a problematic. It has, and I I know they're under fifty percent. You know when it comes to you know kicks and going yeah. for two. I don't know what the exact number is, but yeah. it's, it's far below fifty percent. Yeah, which is is not a good sign. But the Lynn Classical game could have been a win. Oh yeah, and they would have been ran, six and one. They ran out of time more than. So at time, right? That's, that's what I was saying on the broadcast. I was saying you know the the, the main enemy right now. They had the ball. Mm -hmm. It was two and a half minutes to go, and the clock was their enemy. Yep, they yeah. had 90 yards and, well, one timeout left. And 
the Link Classical defense that game, they were getting tired. They, they were exhausted. That second half. You could see them holding their he- hands on their hips, they, um, taking deep breaths. Yep. They weren't going to stop Gloucester in that last drive. No, if they weren't going to. Gloucester would have scored. Yeah. Half, Gloucester would have scored. And, yeah. and they wouldn't have had to you know go for these long passes once they yeah. hit the 30 yeah. that they had to go for because it was mm-hmm. 25 seconds left. The sad thing about the Classical, that was a home game too. You know, you mm-hmm. hate to lose home games. Gloucester's good at home. That was Classical's first win in Gloucester since 2005. Really? Uh, wow, that long, There's huh? a little asterisk next to that. They beat Gloucester, um, which was a home game for Gloucester while Newell Stadium was under construction right. in right. 2012. Right. But that was their first win at Newell That was, that was at Manchester. 05. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that the last year they played English, too, if I'm not mistaken? That was it. They played English that year, too. They, they opened English. the season there with them. They played yeah. English in 2014 was the last time right. they played English. Right, um... And let's talk about the Marblehead game. The other, the other second loss they had. Mm. I, you know, I thought that they game just, was winnable too. That game was uh, winnable too. Like I told, you know, I said uh, after that game, I think that was the first time since you know Coach Zarelli started in 2011 where you couldn't say Marblehead was the better team. No, I thought no. Gloucester was every bit as good. You know, Marblehead wasn't the worst team. Don't get me wrong. No, but they right. were, I, I think it was a really evenly played game. Um, Gloucester. I thought they controlled the ball. They controlled the tempo. Uh, three big plays led to three touchdowns. That was the difference. Uh, yeah. I thought Gloucester's defense was great outside of those three plays, and I thought their offense really did a good job controlling yeah, the way they needed they did. it to. And I want to bring up another situation on that Marblehead game. Marblehead was ahead 21-6. Mm-hmm. It was late in the third, uh, and Gloucester had to punt mm-hmm. from their own five. And the punt got blocked. Yes. And at this it point was in bad time. snap, I believe, yeah, too. Well, it was a bad snap. Yeah, but, that but, should have been it. <laughs> right, but but uh, and that's when all the Gloucester people got up and left. Right? Yeah, a little prematurely. <laughs> a little prematurely. But, but give the Gloucester defense a tremendous amount oh, of credit. Yeah. They mm-hmm. did not score Marblehead. Nope. On that drive. They stopped and they there. had the ball on the six yard line, and first and goal. It seems like Gloucester does better when there's less room to operate for them. You know, and midfield they'll get a little leaky. That's because they can't throw those long passes. Yeah. Um but yeah, Gloucester I thought Gloucester played their best. After they blocked that punt, mm-hmm. held yeah. Marblehead from scoring again, and then Gloucester got the ball again, Gloucester drove down, down the field, scored. and scored. Mm-hmm. And made it a one-possession game. But not really. It wasn't a one-score no, game. They made they, it nine points. They could have. They missed the yeah, extra point. They missed the extra point again, which we just got done talking about. We'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they deserved a better fate in that Marblehead game. Yeah, I, you know what? I thought that they were on the wrong end of a couple of horrible, horrible calls, too. Yeah, there was a, that there rough was a in the passer call. The at the end of the passer, first, oh, yeah, I heard Another was, sequence uh, I want to talk about was the I, end of that half. The rough in the passer from what I've heard, I still haven't seen the film. Neither have I've, I. I've heard from about three impartial viewers on that side of the field. I've heard that that was not a bad call. I've heard that that was an undisciplined play by the Gloucester pass rusher. Was it? Uh, just launched right at the kid's helmet. I heard the quarterback sold it pretty well, ripped his own helmet off. Yeah, well, you know what I heard? But he hit him in the helmet. You know what I heard? what I heard? I heard the play. The quarterback got sacked right in front of the Marblehead coach. Mm-hmm. Initially, someone told me initially, it didn't look like the referee was going to throw the flag until the Marblehead coach started squawking in his ear. It was only two feet from him. He looked over at him, got the flag, and he threw it. Mm-hmm. He didn't throw it. He if, dropped it. If he launched at his helmet, though, you got to call that. Well, I, I, I didn't see it either because I was yeah, looking at I was the looking pass. At the, I was looking at why they weren't covering number 22, 40 yards downfield. That was terrible. With one play left in the half. But, he, was, uh, he was wide open. Yeah. And then, now what's the rule on that now? They roughed in the passer. He caught the ball way downfield, but they they run the penalty from where he yes. caught the ball? Oh, God. Yep. And they got an untimed down out of it from yeah. the three-yard line. So it was a 52-yard pass play. They tacked on an extra three with the penalty. It ended up only right. being a three-yard penalty. And 
and then you know the six six two hundred and forty pound quarterback uh, he was uh, huge. plowed it in from three yards out. It, it, it was seven to six at the time, yeah, and they were playing yep. reasonably well, and they yes. would have been ecstatic. To oh, go yeah. to the locker room with a seven six deficit. Yep. Instead, it was fourteen six. Yep. And then and then you had coming out of the half. Uh, was it a third and thirty? And they called a horrible pass interference call. Yeah. On about a twelve yard pass route. On uh, Paris and Marshall. There. Yeah. It was just a brutal call. And there was yeah. another sequence in that game. That was the first time I heard yeah. the refs. Uh, there was a play on a punt. Gloucester punted it. No one touched it. Marblehead picked it up and tried to say they scored a touchdown. The That's refs correct. didn't have a clue what was going on. Right. It's about 30 seconds right. come off the clock. I remember the, and remember they the put, play, yeah. they put five seconds back on it. Yeah. So it was just horrible. But, and, and, uh, I mean, in the end, it's probably, the outcome's probably the same. But it's just, it's tough when you're on the wrong end of some some pretty horrible calls. I, You know, if that, I, I, I'm going to go back to that end of the half. I think that took the wind out of the sails, Nick. I mean, they came on the third quarter, yeah. they were kind of flat. Yeah, a little bit. They got it back, but yeah. They got it back, at the, but. At the time, it was, I mean, yeah, that was basically the game. That was yeah. the difference in the game. That was the difference that, in the game. was that sequence there. Yeah. But um, but that sequence with the block punt, mm-hmm. that's when I thought Gloucester started dominating the game. Yeah, they did. They, they controlled did. the rest they of the game. They controlled the rest of the game. Uh, that was another one where. Too little, too late, though. Yeah, they, they I mean, I don't want to say ran out of time because they did. They ended it up too little, too late. Right. But, uh, they had a chance in that game. Like I said, I thought they controlled the tempo. I thought they controlled the clock. I actually they, thought uh, the fourth quarter belonged to Gloucester in that model oh, head absolutely. game. Absolutely. After mm-hmm. after they blocked that punt, the energy. I want to say the last three or four times Gloucester's played Marblehead, Gloucester has owned the fourth quarter. Outside yeah. of outside of the playoff game two years ago, mm. I think Gloucester's really owned Marblehead that's right. yeah. games. Yeah. It's just that they've fallen behind. They've fallen behind. And that's another thing against Marblehead. I, I, I've been saying it a thousand times. you got to get a lead on them. Yeah. I think it will change the um, uh, the momentum of the game because mm-hmm. Marblehead's never been behind since the last three years. Marblehead's never been nope. behind. Mm-mm. And well, it's always Gloucester's it's like, it's, like it's like an uphill battle when they yep. play in Marblehead. It They're is. not out of it, but it's like – can't get there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's yeah, it's true. Um, I thought last year's playoff game was not quite as close as the final score indicated. Yeah, yeah. Too, they scored yeah. a couple garbage time touchdowns. Right. But that Marblehead team last year was absolutely stacked. That, that was a great team. It's, the yeah. Marblehead team this year isn't half as good no, as that no. one last and year. And then they had that quarterback, like you mentioned, six six two forty, whatever he was. Mm-hmm. I wasn't impressed. That impressed with his passing. No, well, me. he was their their original quarterback is hurt. Um, the the. Um, I forget his name, but he's he's not hurt. He's hurt, so they had to bring him in. They, they had to bring him. They've been struggling all year trying to find a quarterback. That's usually their strength. They've been reloading right, quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, they had a couple kids get hurt. A couple kids not pan out, and they're like, you know what? We're gonna put our, our gigantic tight end there and let him run, and, throw uh, a few times, but let him run for the most part. The passes he threw, the Marblehead receivers weren't even looking back for the ball. Mm-hmm. It would actually a couple of them actually hit the receiver. Yeah, they didn't even see it coming. Yeah, it's funny. That's what, you know their coach Jim Rudloff said after the game. He said, you know we. We are just not very good on offense. It looks like we practice defense all week yeah. and then just send the offense out and say, here, go wing it. And <laughs> he complimented. What it looks like. And if I'm not mistaken, he complimented the Gloucester team after that game, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he always he yeah. always does. Yeah. Um, you know, he has a lot of respect for Gloucester. Yeah. Gloucester pushes them every year. They make them play four quarters. They, they'll, yeah. you know, they'll go toe-to-toe with them. Yeah. And, you know, he respects that. The other game I want to talk about, too, a game that they won, was the Saugus game. I don't know if you were. I missed. That was the only game I missed, and it sounded like a good Um, one to miss because it sounded terrible. Gloucester just came out flat. 
I think. Well, I think they thought it was an easy, going to be an easy win. Well, it should have been. Bo- body language tells a lot. Yeah. And their body language was awful mm-hmm. that first three quarters of that game. Yeah. The third quarter uh, ended, and I think Coach Zarelli reamed them. Are you? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They reamed them out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Uh, but. And I think that's when they woke up because they were down by two scores. They were yeah. down by thirteen points at the start of the yep. fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, with about seven minutes left, right? Yeah, they well, twice. a little more time than that left. But I think the the Saugus coach made a, just a gigantic mistake. I want to bring it up. They scored, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first play of the fourth quarter mm-hmm. to make it twenty five fourteen. But then he tries an onside kick. Okay, yeah, that's just not smart. That wasn't a smart move. It sounded like Gloucester, he caught him on it earlier in the game. He caught him on it early then in the they game. Know what's coming? Then that's even dumber, right? <laughs> and, and Gloucester was prepared for it this time. This is about eight minutes to go in the game, but this time it didn't work, and Gloucester got good field position and was mm. able to score in a reasonably quickly yeah. and left enough time. And they did their own onside didn't kick. Didn't he watch the Patriots Tampa Bay game? <laughs> 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 go for an onside. Give them, make them make them drive the yeah. field. And a team like Gloucester, why do you do an onside kick with them? Mm-hmm. Because well, you want to if you got to get the ball back, of course. But they run such a slow, methodical offense. Yeah. you want them to go the length exactly. of the field. If he had kicked it deep. I think Gloucester, they may have scored that drive, but they would have took more time off the yeah, clock. Yeah, at least another two, three minutes. At least, yeah. And, that, and I think that's why the Saugus coach is kicking himself after that game. Yeah, well, they, they got But that their, game shouldn't uh, have been that close. And another thing I like to say about that game, there was in the first quarter where Saugus played so well, Gloucester had three chances to score mm-hmm. and drive stalled. Yeah. One was a fumble, uh, a couple of fourth downs. They didn't mm-hmm. make it. And if I'm not mistaken, there was an interception in there too. And, you know, I think if Gloucester had scored on those drives, it wouldn't have yeah. been a close game. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the type of things that have to happen for those, you know, when yeah. the talent is that far apart. Yeah. A couple of uh, weird things have to happen to get one team back in the game. But, yeah. I mean, they, they got lucky. They were lucky that they had their uh, their meltdown game against a bad team. Yeah. And they were able to escape. They were able to pull it off. The quarterback situation, Smith is hurt. Nelson started the Saugus game. That was his first start. Yes, and, uh, and he started. He's started the Marblehead game. He started the last three games. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thought he played reasonably well in the. I thought uh, he was. Yeah, I think he played okay fine. in it, the Saugus game too. It's a different dimension between the two of them because you know Matt Smith is a runner. Yeah. Um, Nelson is kind of more of your prototypical wing T quarterback. Mm. Uh, it's tough to tell though when they're both because they both they both bring different things to the table. You know, right. Nelson I thought was hitting. You know, they love. They kind of need to work those waggle pass plays sometimes, and and Nelson's done a great job hitting that drag route to the tight end, Ollie Emerson, over the middle. But when they're running the ball well with Matt Smith, and he's hitting that QB keeper on the sweep, they're off. It just opens up everybody to run the ball. Now, so it, it's tough. I don't know which way I'd go. Let's talk about the health of the team. Um, I think they're finally. I think we're going to see a healthy backfield for the first time all year. This okay, week. now who's going to start a quarterback? That's the question. <laughs> now, if it was me, honestly, Nelson just started next year. Mm. You might as well make him start now and put Matt Smith as a running back. What what difference would it make? I don't know. I, it's tough because I I love the way their offense looks when when they use him on those QB keepers. Right. Okay. Uh, you know, that's yeah. a dimension they've never had before. Right, okay. We've never seen and. But yeah, I agree. Nelson has looked like uh, he's more of a drop know, back passer. Of, That's a, what it looks passer. like. Yes, the, I don't, he's he's attempted more passes in in half the games too. I know. So I he has thrown the ball uh, more. Yeah, he he's thrown the ball more. He has more yards, more touchdowns. 
it, it's tough. I mean, that's that's why they hire the coaches, right, to make that decision because I don't decisions. know what decision they'd well, make. Well, if cause... it was me, honestly, because we, we just both agree that Matt Smith's a good runner from mm-hmm. quarterback. If you would have put him in the backfield, just make they, Nelson stack. All he's going to do is they, hand the ball off anyways. They wouldn't have the same element to the offense, though, if he was playing running back. Yeah, okay. You know, because that quarterback keeper play that he runs so well is built off of two other plays. Right. So – they won't have anything to run off of those two other okay. plays. I see what you're saying. Him. They'd just be stuck with, you know, their only misdirection play is that reverse. Is that reverse? And they get a little yeah. too hung up on it sometimes, and teams are can expect it after a yeah, while. Right. But so the, then they'll throw out Smith where he'd, you know, keep it himself. Mm-hmm. And there's there's two, you know, kind of counteraction edge plays that, that teams have to worry about now except for just the one. Okay, 5-2. and two. They got the sixth seed mm-hmm. in Division Four North. Uh, I thought they would be higher, but they didn't. And I got the Boston Globe right here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm prepared. Wayland, North Reading. Uh, yeah, Division Two. Uh, excuse me, Division Four North. Uh, um, you know, Gloss is at Wilmington tomorrow. What do you expect from Wilmington? Uh, it's the first meeting ever Never, between yeah. the two teams. Um, so, from what I heard, Wilmington is a lot like uh, you know, at least systematically, a lot of teams they've seen. Marblehead runs a similar offense. Lynn Classical and Somerville. You know, they run that zone read. They got an athletic quarterback. They got a standout running back. They have athletes on the outside. Yeah. Uh, from what I've heard, they're pretty balanced. So, I mean, what it comes down to, I feel like this round, it's, you know, which conference is better? It's, yeah. what, it's a 6-1 and one in the Middlesex League, oh, yeah. comparable to a 5-2 and two in the NEC. We'll, That's another we'll thing. find I think, out. I think it's another thing that confuses people. When you get to the playoffs, you're not playing a conference game. It's no. not a conference team. Well, you might be. Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. But a lot like this game here. Gloss mm-hmm. is going outside their conference tomorrow night yep. and playing Wilmington. Yep. And... and they did last year too two, against right? Melrose. Melrose yep. So every year they they've played one out of conference, one out of one conference. conference. One year they played Tewksbury, I believe it was the first year. One year, year. It was Beverly Tewksbury. The yeah. next year was Beverly Marblehead. So they played two conference two in 2015. Con- Beverly right. Marblehead. Last year was Melrose Marblehead. And um, all right, let's go over Division Four North. Some of the other games. Yeah. Um, it, it's an interesting yeah. uh, conference. You got Wayland two. at North Reading, a North Reading team that everyone thought Gloucester was going to be playing because of the way the yeah. setup was. But yeah, until I crunched the numbers the night before the Friday game, I so was looking. It, yeah, uh, Gloucester and, to and rely on Nick? Beverly and Saugus to win, so that was not a good sign for Gloucester. <laughs> and Nick, with this system being the way it is, you have a lot of number crunching to do. Yeah, too, <laughs> too much, too much. I didn't make any mistakes this year, though, for the first time in five years. Good for you. Usually I make a, a mistake and well, when you I know try what, to Nick? crunch those numbers. You know this what, year Nick? I got it. A mistake on this system, believe me, I yeah, forgive it's you. Easy. It's easy to make. <laughs> um, okay, Wayland, they must be pretty good. You know what I think about them? They're in the dual county league? No, I don't no. know anything about them. Four and three, I know... Um, I know uh, the Herald kind of had them ranked pretty high at the beginning of the season. I, I haven't even looked at any of their schedule. Uh, no, neither have I. North Reading, though. The Cape they're Band at North League. Reading. It's Wayland at North Reading. That's another game tomorrow night. That was a matchup I was hoping that Gloucester would get because they're very – they run different offenses. They're more of an I team, but they're both mm-hmm. kind of those slug it out, grind it out types of teams, and Gloucester usually plays well against those. Well, Gloucester plays great against teams. teams. Defensively, yeah, at yeah, least. Defensively, yeah. They, they usually play well against those types of teams. But now they got the exact opposite. They got the spread offense coming. So yeah. okay. <laughs> we'll see. Well, Gloucester's seen enough of the spread offense this year. That defense should be prepared. Oh, yeah, they'll be prepared. I think the question for Gloucester is, 
is big, you know, limit your big plays. That's, That's it, been yeah. what's killed them. Yeah. Um, I, I had, I was, I was doing, looking yesterday, 18 touchdowns allowed. 10 of them have been from 25 yards or more. And that's not counting two Marblehead touchdowns that were set up by 50 yard plays. Right. Yep, so you're that, right, I mean, yeah. that's been their absolute weakness yeah. this season is, is allowing those, those big plays. Somebody mm. gets free. Somebody, you know, was it against Marblehead? They bid on a, a fake and the quarterback kept it and ran 60 yards on touch. Oh, it's that been, was the Marblehead game. It's, yeah. yeah it's that was a great fake, like though. You got to admit. It was. Absolutely he faked was. everybody out. Mm-hmm. Even my cameraman, John yeah. Russ, even said, he goes, I didn't even know where that ball was. <laughs> right? We looked over. It looked like the Gloucester team had sacked, quad, uh, tackled their running back, which they did. Yep. You look over the side of the field, there goes the Marlboro head quarterback running down the sideline for a 63-yard touchdown. Yep, but uh, I, I think that's going to be the key. If they limit big plays, if they don't allow any big plays, I think they'll win. If they allow a few too many, it's going to be a tough it's gonna road be tough, for them because yeah. it's going to be yeah. tough for them to play from behind. Uh, okay. uh, Coach Zerilli also really praised their defense, though, too. He said they got two good linebackers and, you know, Good the linebacker, is, uh, no, the, the Wilmington, Wilmington defense. Yeah, okay. He said they got some good. They're not as big as the Marblehead linebackers, but they're similar types of players, and that's that's the key in the wing T offense. You have two standout middle linebackers. That's what slows that offense down because you know it relies on linemen blocking getting to that next level. You know you need that to happen, and if they can't do it, a, a good linebacker can really disrupt the wing T. Marblehead plays a four-four defense. Am I correct? Yes, I believe so. Well, that they de- do against Gloucester. Well, least. they do against Gloucester because it's... I'm well, sure they're going to be seeing an eight-man box tomorrow. It's, Absolutely. It's des- the 4-4, four, four, four down linemen, four linebackers, it's designed to stop the run, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's pretty conservative. It's almost like... But yeah, it's designed to stop the run. It's almost as if, why doesn't every team just play the 4-4 four, four against Gloucester? Uh, I think a lot of them do. <laughs> well, uh, I, think, I think we'll see that tomorrow, I too. think we'll I think see it, we'll yeah. see an eight-man box. Yeah. Whether that's their base defense or not, I think they're going to... They're going to throw an extra guy in Okay, there, um, in another game tomorrow night. Um, you're gonna, I believe it's a seven versus two. Wakefield and Marblehead, at Marblehead. Mm-hmm. Wakefield um, took can they upset Wilmington them? to the uh, – yeah, of course they can. I, I mean, uh, Wakefield, we saw them last year. Gloucester rolled them, but uh, their entire lineup was back. They were all sophomores and juniors last season. Um, I think they only finished two and five, though. They had a tough regular season. But, again, I mean, it's going to come down to what, how is the conference if, if the – if the Middlesex League is comparable to the NEC this year, yeah. that two and five record's not so good. If the Middlesex yeah. League's a lot better than the NEC this year, that's a dangerous matchup there. Um, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, honestly, I wasn't that impressed with Marblehead. I think that I wasn't I that they well. Could they were good, them. but of course, yeah, were, they they were they awesome? Good. No, no, they're not a Super Bowl contender no. this year. Nope. So I mean, yeah, I, I think. You, you know, I mean, I wouldn't bet on it. Well, here's I mean, the deal: I'm picking Marblehead tomorrow, but yeah. uh, if Wakefield won, I wouldn't be surprised. Here's the other game in Division Four North: uh, the eight versus one. You got Drake versus Melrose. Drake Melrose. Melrose should just walk blindfolded in that game. Probably. Correct? Probably Melrose. Uh, They're good. They're good Melrose, program, I yeah. think, had the highest rating of any team in Eastern Mass. So they didn't just beat teams; they beat good teams. Yeah, teams with good records. So yeah. okay. they they kind of ran away with that section, that top seed in the section by like the third week. They just yeah. were piling up wins against good teams. All right. Uh, tell me if I'm right or wrong. If Wakefield upsets Marblehead and Gloucester beats Wilmington tomorrow, the Fishermen get another home game out of yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That, they will yep. play Wakefield at home mm-hmm. next weekend. Yes, that that's true. That would happen. If, uh, so double upset. That we would became Wakefield happen. fans all yeah, of a sudden. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's Division Four North. Um, so, what are the Gloucester team have to do? I think you said in today's paper, keep the ball, 
As long as you possibly yeah. can. Keep their offense off the field yeah. and limit the big plays. Limit I think the big plays. The, they got to limit the big the two plays. keys right there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we saw the way that they can control the game. We've yeah. seen it, you know, many times. Um, they're probably going to go out and look to do that tomorrow. Wilmington mm-hmm. um, is balanced. So we'll see. Well, it's going to come down. I think it's going to be their defense that, that is going to have to win it for them. It's coming and, down to, you know, they're facing a balanced offense that likes to run and can pass. They yeah. got Obviously, they have talent. They're 6-1. and one. So uh, we'll see how they handle it. Another big play I want to bring up was the Lynn Classical game. That first fumble glossed ahead. It was still 0-0. Mm-hmm. The very next play, uh, Classical completes a 48-yard touchdown pass. Yeah. That that just kills you. Yep, and they that they did a good job playing the mismatch. They got their slot receiver, who's their best receiver. They got him... They put him in the slot so he'd be matched up with the safety because Gloucester likes to play man-to-man. Yeah. And he was calling for the ball before they snapped it. Yeah. He had his hand up. He's saying yeah. quarterback yeah. me. Then yep. he hit him on a perfect strike on a post And it, it, another point I want to bring up for the Lincoln Classical game, Nick, and we were talking about it prior to the game. We were watching, me and you were watching the Classical warm-up uh-huh. and how a bunch of bums they look like. Well, their center couldn't snap the <laughs> ball, could, but yeah. then the game started and their center could suddenly snap the ball. Do no wrong. <laughs> um, and then the coach kept telling, no, no, no. He's yelling at him, and they just couldn't do anything right during the pregame yeah, warm-up. I heard the week before they played <laughs> Gloucester, they revere, of all teams, took them to overtime. I, yeah, I saw that, yeah. And um, I had heard it was because they had that new center, and he was he just kind of threw the whole the timing off with his yeah. bad snaps. But he got it down when he needed to when the game started against Gloucester. I didn't see any problems with their snaps or their timing. Yeah. Um, they were perfectly fine. Yeah. So he, I mean, good you know, good on him for getting it together when he needed to. Because, yeah, in warm-ups, it didn't look so good. It looked look like a joke. Yeah. It looked he, like a he, joke. I think it was a, with no pressure, with no one in front of him. I think I wanted to say it was either three or four snaps in a row over the quarterback's head, and he had none yeah. when the actual game started. And, and I was talking to Paul Ingram too, the great Paul Ingram. He was a great Gloucester coach for a mm. while. Uh-huh. He goes, "This is the most unorganized team going." Well, I says, "Well, they're good though." I told him, he says, "Well, you watch them in, during their practices. It's just like mm-hmm. look like a bunch of bunch of stiffs." Yeah. But when the yeah. game starts, when the game starts. The it's not, it's not so much. You know what I think? I think it's an act. Yeah. <laughs> could be. I, don't know. I think uh, it's an act. act. How how could you look so bad in the pregame warm up and then come out and play so well? Oh, they'd be some of the best actors I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> was an act. If it was an act, it was an Academy <laughs> yeah, exactly. Award winning act. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Okay, those those are the games this weekend in Division Four. Who do you like in Division Four to come out of there? Well, be great. Think, if Gloucester I mean, would I be. I think you got to say Melrose, Melrose is the favorite. Yeah, um, I think honestly, too. if we're being honest. Last year, the NEC was better than the Middlesex League. I just have a sneaking suspicion that the Middlesex League is is the better conference this year. Um, And I think, you know, we could see Melrose Wilmington in the finals. I don't want to write Gloucester off because they obviously have a chance to win. So you don't think Malbahead has a chance to get to the, uh, the sectional final? No, I, I, I do, but yeah, I mean, I okay. just I think that that conference this year, I think all the NEC teams took a little bit of a step back this season. Yeah. And... I think the Middlesex League, I thought a lot of those teams were, you know, last season mm. looked like they were a year away. They were kind of what the NEC was this year, where everyone was kind of, you know, a step back after a good year. Yeah. So I, I think it's gonna. I think it might be the Middlesex year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I hope to I'm with, wrong. I, unless. <laughs> be honest. Unless. Now, if Gloucester wins tomorrow, would that be considered an upset? Yeah. It would be? Absolutely. Oh, yeah? Well, okay. Well, we'll right. see. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know. We'll see, unless the the Middlesex League's trash. Yeah, but I, I just don't I don't think that's the case. Okay, so if Gloucester does win tomorrow, I mean, it's uh, it's, it's going to be Wilmington's uh, played five tournament teams. Gloucester only played three. Only Wilmington three. went four and one yeah. against five tournament teams. 
uh, including two top seeds. Yeah. And, you know, Gloucester was um, one and two in three games against postseason qualifiers. Yeah. Okay. So, but again, those postseason qualifiers never played each other. They all play inside the same conference, so it's tough to tell. Right. Would one of those non-tournament teams be a tournament team in, in that conference? Who knows? Question. Has, in any division, has, has a number eight seed beaten a one seed yet? I believe so. It has. I want to say it was Swampskit at really? three and four a couple years ago. But yes, I'm pretty sure it's happened. Those lower divisions yeah. too. You never yeah. know what the if those one seeds are legit or not. If it's a one seed coming out of the Boston City League, chances are that they're, they're not yeah. going to be that good. Yeah. Okay, that's the fisherman's uh, story right now. I'm sure there's more to that story to yeah. come, <laughs> starting tomorrow night. But let's switch the subject over to the Manchester Hornets. Yeah. They just barely get barely into Division in Seven by one tenth of a point. Really? Yep. Well, you must have had your math going that night, Nick. I was a little nervous. <laughs> I actually changed the headline on my story after looking at the rankings. After, so I, I did. I did the math. I ended up being right in the end. I said, "Oh, Manchester Essex wins. They're going to get in." And then I'm looking at the rankings. I'm like, "Uh-oh, they're behind East Boston right now." And I, I couldn't figure out how they could get past them. So it's like, you know, the newspaper's <laughs> ready to go to press. I changed the headline. I changed the lead. I'm like, they're not in yet. Wait a minute. I was getting nervous. But the next day it shook out. I think um, – You might have to call the MIAA up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, the way that it shook out, um, they did end up getting in by the slimmest of margins. Okay, so tomorrow night you got Manchester Essex uh, versus St. Mary's. Mm. Uh, it says here at the Manning, Manning Bowl, uh, does Manchester Essex have a chance? Yes, but it's going to be really tough. Uh, St. Mary's is a juggernaut. Honestly, and I'll say right now. But why now, are they in Division 7 then, Nick? Because they're, that's the that's it a goes small by size. Goes by the, yeah, yeah, okay, the enrollment. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's different. St. Mary's is a private school. They're kind of like the mini prep. They yeah. usually dominate yeah. those small. Just yeah. they look at Manchester Essex basketball. They'd probably have a couple state championships in boys basketball if it wasn't for St. Mary's yeah. as well. That's true, yep. But, okay. um,. They're good. They, they made the Super Bowl last year. They won the section the year before yeah, that and yeah. lost in the semifinals. Okay. Um, they're 7-0 this year. Um, Matt Durgan is their head coach. We remember him from Lynn Classical. Oh, All yeah. those wars yeah. that Gloucester had with Classical, yeah. you know, going back about 10 years ago and to 20 years ago, Matt Durgan was always uh, a great coach for yeah. that team. Mm-hmm. And now he's at St. Mary's. And um, we'll see. Um, we've seen Manchester Essex has taken – juggernaut teams to the wire they had linfield on the ropes and then they kind of you know wore down a little bit against That's, a bigger team and hamilton wenham you could say that they should be hamilton wenham yeah i, I, I wasn't there but I, I was reading the article about it and they were they were they right were there at the five yard line with a minute and a half left and they got stopped and then hamilton wenham went 95 yards in now a the, minute now the game win. we did on kpn tv for manchester the only game we did for them this year we wish we could do more but this isn't the case but mm. Uh, against Linfield, they got the ball first, and they yeah. drove right down the field. Well, they have talent. The, the problem, they the have problem talent, with yeah. them is not, not their talent. They have big line. They have two good running backs. <clears throat> Excuse me. But they have about 30 kids in the program. So yeah. all their linemen have to go both ways. Yeah, you're that's playing tough. a team like Linfield, that's huge. They had them on the ropes late in the first half. They were they going did. in for another score. They did, and yeah. It was a two-play sw- sequence. They got stopped on fourth down. After they called a pass when they shouldn't have called a pass, but uh, that's a different story. But they got stopped on fourth down, and Linfield hits an 82 yard bomb. Yeah, right yeah, the half. I remember and the that, play. That was the end of that one. That there, quarterback from Linfield was, was really good. Really, he was. He's one of the best he quarterbacks I've seen all year. And um, but that game, I didn't think they got. 
out-talented by Linfield. I thought they wore down. They just wore down. Linfield was big. They had a big bruise in back who wasn't that good, but he kept at it, and he kept, He kept know, his legs moving. He was physical. He right. made you work for every tackle that you were yeah. going to make. And by yeah. the end of the game, where those guys have to, you know, block – and tackle mm. on both ends of the the, the ball, they, mm. they're going to wear down. So that's where, you know, if they can jump out to an early lead on St. Mary's like yeah. they did against Hamilton Wenham and then just kind of hold on to it, that's that's their chance. They're yeah. definitely capable of winning because, you know, they have uh, – and Robbie Sarmanian is – is what yeah he's a good best back. players in the cape and he's a good large back. and small Jake he plays on defense too yeah and he's yeah. the best defensive player too and yeah. uh, jake athanas is there you know kind of spell back and, and he's yeah. a perfect compliment to to Sermanian. so they 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 got the horses to hang with them but it's just uh they're going to be able to yeah to you know have that intensity for for four straight quarters is, yeah. is the question and, 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 you know, and then st mary's has a ton of talent and it was their quarterback calvin johnson who's a pass run threat he's been around for a few years and yeah. he's just an all-world player yeah and you know that I get back to that linfield game again you're right linfield had more players they probably a little more talented because if you look at the manchester team they had 30 kids dressed what would it take to beat linfield another 10 more players maybe mm-hmm. you know yeah it's another, another 10 more players two or three linemen the yeah. same size as that because yeah. you know there's not a knock on manchester essex linemen they're they're excellent. And they're big and right. they're physical. Yeah, yeah, they you got to do it both ways. And like I said, for, Manchester for got the ball minutes. first in that game. They mm-hmm. drove down the field and they scored. It, it looked they like did it the was the same thing to Hamilton Wenham. Did they really? They were ahead going into the fourth quarter against Hamilton Wenham. Am I correct? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, yep. So they got the talent. They just don't have the numbers. And that, that's the, that's a sad situation. It's I wish tough they had more. Too. Yeah. You know, I I, I wish I, I haven't said this in print, but. I wish they'd still played in that Commonwealth Conference. That does it still day. exist? It does. It does. It does. And when they were in that conference, if they're in that conference this year, they're a five and two two seed in that yeah, section. Yeah, absolutely. Not a not a three and four eight yeah. seed. Yeah. I mean, those teams are just the comparable size. Mm. This year, I just don't think they get anything out of playing the Cape Ann League because not only are those schools bigger than them, mm-hmm. but the ones that they beat, you know, they beat Amesbury. Amesbury has zero wins this yeah, season. Yeah, Amesbury had no Where, wins this year. That's probably a far more difficult win for them than, say, you know, O'Brien's playing East Boston. Yeah. They're, those two teams are hovering around 500, so those wins carry yeah. more weight in the playoff system. I see. So it's like not yeah. only are they playing bigger schools, but the ones that they beat, they're not getting any points out of. Right. So it's like a double, you know. It's, Double-edged sword. Yeah. It's, or a catch-22, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So they, they it, it's tough for them in, in that league to really make a ton of noise because – I honestly, you asked me, they're probably the second, maybe the third best team in that section. And they yeah. probably were right around there last year, too. Then you have, you know, maybe they do what Georgetown did. Georgetown dropped all the good Cape Ann League teams from its schedule and plays an independent schedule. And now they're right in the middle of that playoff mix every year now. Yeah. Yeah. Four and three. You know, they're playing these no-name schools, Keefe Tech, whoever that is. They're playing, and they get into the postseason. They're not, Manchester Essex is going to kill them on Thanksgiving. Mm. Georgetown has a much higher seed. I come from the school, Nick, where you want to beat the best to be the best. Uh, you know, I mean, I know that's what schools, this system's supposed to do, but there are glitches in it. And, there's glitches. And glitches. I know in some it, schools and, are bigger than Manchester others. Manchester Essex and, is the poster child for some of those yeah. those glitches because they play a difficult schedule where. Unless they knock off an undefeated Hamilton Wenham or Linfield, they're mm. not going to have much to show for it. Okay. Other games in Division Seven. 
You just mentioned him. O'Brien yeah, at is Brighton. A, this is an ugly bracket. O'Brien <laughs> and Brighton. Man, what Manchester would do to play those two teams, man, that'd be Well, a they should if they win. I know. Exactly. Okay, let me throw this at you. If they upset St. Mary's. They'll win the section. They'll win the section. They'll go to Foxborough. I think they'll win the section going away. I don't know about going to Foxborough, but they'll get out of Division 7 North if they win this game. Really? I think so. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know who is out down there for the South, but uh, I think so. Now, the South winner, that's what—that's the Super Bowl, right? The North winner versus the South winner? Is no. that it? No. Then they'd have to go. I, I don't know if Central and Western Mass has a Division Seven though, but there's Central and Western Mass. It's North and South, Central versus West. That's the state Final Four. And okay. the winners. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. And there's a couple of sections, though, that only have, like, Division One. There's no Western Mass teams out in, in Division One, so that's North versus South. I see. And it used to be that was the case for Division Three, but now this year that they've realigned, so I'm not sure okay. where those Central and Western Mass teams stand. They're a different world out well, there. They, they have a completely. My they heart having trouble. They do. They go with the Walker rating system. I don't. Don't ask me how they come up with it. <laughs> but you have to finish above 500 to qualify for it. And they didn't have enough teams finish above 500 in one of their divisions. You know, Nick, so I don't know what they're doing. Sometimes my heart goes out to you, Nick, because they, they make all these changes in high school yeah. football, and you, as a newspaper writer. Mm. Has to report yeah, on it, and you have to figure it out. And you have to be as accurate as possible on that newspaper. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, you're going to make mistakes, but yeah, it happens. Just uh, uh, they make so many changes yeah, every year. It seems about a realignment every year, and then yeah. and then you have that combined with the Great Boston League coming into the NEC. This yeah. is the last season. Winter season is the last one where it'll take effect. So yeah, well, well at least the winter season is a little less complicated. Yeah, the winter <laughs> season's a lot less complicated. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute, too. But uh, another game in Division said Latin Academy at Lowell Catholic. What do you know about those uh, two teams? Another what's sad Latin Academy's this? horrible. <laughs> Lowell Catholic. Lowell Catholic's usually pretty solid. Yeah. Um, they don't play. They're always a high seed in other sports, and they don't play mm. a lot of good teams, but they mm. always get mm. – they're always there in the end. So I wouldn't count that team out. Maybe that's, that would be another team with Manchester Essex – they give Manchester Essex a good game too. Yeah. They're always – they always seem to find their way into the semis or the finals of – of those lower divisions. There's always yeah. one or two of those low Catholic teams around. Yeah. They beat Manchester Essex in baseball in the sectional finals oh, they in did. June. Yeah, um, I know they're always there. I, I know Manchester Essex and Rockport have played them a bunch of times in soccer too. So they're one of those schools. They they do play in a weak conference, but they're always they're always yeah. around at the end. They they get it done against those better mm-hmm. conferences in the postseason. Okay, the other the the other uh, game in Division Seven with Greater Lawrence at Georgetown. Now that, that Greater Lawrence is okay. Okay, they're they're pretty solid. How's Georgetown? I think it's tough to tell because they didn't play anybody. They didn't play anybody. They got no. demolished by Ipswich last week, though. I think Ipswich put up fifty plus. On I think so. I think I saw so that. Yeah, that's not a good sign yeah. for them. Uh, I'm taking Greater Lawrence in that game, probably. Even to win the next week too. Well, okay. no, if they win the if they the next week they'd play. So St. Mary's, who comes so. out of Division Seven North? St. Mary's. I think it's St. Mary's yeah. to lose. I think it's a wide gap. Yeah. Um, you know, Manchester Essex might be the second best team in there, but I think they're probably a distant yeah. second. I just think St. Mary's is uh, is just phenomenal. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, not for Manchester. Anyway, yeah, but. exactly. Um, but okay, that's the, that's the Division Four North, Division Seven North. That's our section. And let's just hope Gloucester and Manchester, they're going to have to pull off an upset somewhere along yeah. the line. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's, that's just mm-hmm. all, it, all there is to it's it. It's funny. It's like, oh, it's tough. they got to play St. Mary's first. Yeah. But yeah. they're going to have to go through St. Mary's at some point. At anyways, some point in time, no anyways. what seed they were. That's the team yeah. that they're going to have to go through. The funny thing so. about the Gloucester team is when they play a team like Marblehead or Lynn Classical, slightly better than they are, 
like you mentioned, it's those big, the one or two plays, those mm. big plays they, they, they pull off against them and pulls out the win. Yeah. And that can't happen in the playoff game. They've nope. got to. Exactly. The good news is Gloss is 3-0 and in the quarterfinals. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, at home, systems. though. Yeah, all at home. All yep, at home. They're 0-3 on they're the 0-3 road. They're 0-3 on the road. Yeah. Uh, okay. Those are the two divisions in, in our, our area. Let's go over some other games sure. around the state in the quarterfinals because mm-hmm. I think there's some interesting matchups out there. There and is. There are Division some, three, especially. There's a yeah. lot of North Shore teams right. in that section. Right, and there's some interesting potential matchups coming up, too. Mm-hmm. I want to go over, too. But in Division one, you get a game. Um, you got St. John's Prep versus Everett. Yeah. What a game that's going to be. So, too bad for St. John's Prep. Everett owns St. John's Prep. Yeah, I know. It's probably going to continue. Everett got the three seed because they didn't play a lot of teams with wins. Uh, Everett's the best team in the state. I mean, they all got these, the, But they got the three seed. Though they got the three seed because of because of strength of schedule, Fair not the schedule. because of what, okay. what they did. But they played an independent they schedule. They played right. Malden and Medford. Oh, so that doesn't help. You know, when you got Lexington plays in uh, the dual county league. They got, you know, Conquer, Carlisle, Lincoln, Sudbury. They're playing all these, you know, really good teams. Mm. Everett isn't playing the same caliber of team, but we've seen they beat Zavarian. They beat the Prep. Yeah. You know, they've already beaten yeah. the Juggernauts. You like Everett in that game, too? I like Everett by a mile really? in that game. Yeah. What's happening to the Prep? Preps, they're not bad. They're just a year away. They're, they're just a year. Okay. I, all I right. think we'll see the Prep back yeah. in, as a serious contender pretty soon. Um, I think I think you'll see Everett and Central Catholic are the top two teams in the – um, in Division One North, yeah. I think that's it's going to be one of those two. Okay, Division One. Let's go over the teams. Let's go over them. But this, who's in the act? Andover versus Lexington. Who do you like there? Uh, Lexington. Okay. Andover's dangerous. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you got um, Acton Boxborough versus Central Catholic. Who do you like there? C- Central Catholic. Central I think Catholic. If anyone could knock off Everett in that section, it'd be Central Catholic. Okay. Then we just got done talking about the prep in Everett. Um, Lowell. They're pretty good, right? Yeah, they're solid. Lowell versus Methuen. Yeah, that, neither of them have a chance in that section, though. <laughs> no? Okay. Did I miss a game here? Nope. No, I didn't. Okay, Division Two. Redding at Lincoln Sudbury. Who do you yeah, like there? Lincoln Sudbury. Lincoln well, Redding's Sudbury. not as good as it usually is this season. And then you got um, Woburn. Woburn Masco. I took Woburn in the in a slight upset. I think I was the only one to take Woburn in our staff picks this week. Yeah, I, I just I'm not that high on the Cape Ann League when it comes to playing teams in that division. The Masco Cape yeah. Ann League is a good division three, four, five conference. But Masco has a good two. program though. Masco is a great program, yeah. but um, that, they're not world beaters this season. Okay, D two staying with D two. Waltham at North Andover. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Waltham. Only because they were in the greater Boston area. I'll I'll just play devil's advocate and take North Andover. (laughs) They had a good year in the Merrimack Valley Conference, and that's, in my opinion, the Merrimack Valley Conference is probably the deepest conference, public Mm. school conference north of Boston by far. Okay, in Division Two. there's also a game Saturday. Uh, Chelmsford at Newton South. I, I don't know anything about Newton South, to be honest with you. Chelmsford isn't as good as it used to be. Right. Not uh, bad, though. No, not. Newton South is usually the worst Newton. Newton yeah. North is usually the good. The good Newton, Newton right? So I don't okay. Know. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Division Three. We got some yeah, very this interesting is the matchups. Interesting bracket with teams that um, we've, we've seen play a lot. Exactly. Well, first of all, here's one game we haven't seen play a lot. We've got um, the Bill Ricker at Arlington. Yeah, Bill uh, Bill Rick is pretty good in the Merrimack Valley yeah. Conference. Um, Arlington out of the Middlesex League. Well, we'll see. Again, that's another battle of conferences. Um, 
I'm going to take Bill Rick on that one. I know uh, okay. Dwayne Sigsbury, a big fan of Dwayne Sigsbury. He used to coach Manchester Essex oh, yeah? basketball. Now he's the Bill Rick of football head coach. So I know he knows what he's doing. Okay, the other interesting game in Division Three, you got Danvers at Lynn Classical. Classical. Did that, they just play each other? They did, and Classical won 28-21. I, I took Danvers. And in, in, in games like that, I always take the team that lost. You know, it, it's a game that could have like gone that either way. Again, yeah. and, and plus, they're probably looking closer at what they did <coughs> wrong me. than, you know, Classical won the game. They're mm. not examining as closely, you know, the stuff that they could change. I, I think Danvers uh, – I don't even want to call it an upset because it's pretty much a, a coin flip game. But yeah. I think Danvers is going to pull it. I think Danvers' coaching staff is going to come up big and is going to find a way to slow down you know, Keith Ridley in that high-powered offense. Okay, um, other Division Three games Saturday, Concord Carlisle at Tewksbury. That's going to be a good one. Tewksbury's a wagon. They seem to always They seem dominate to be a pretty good early. team. Yeah. yeah. They, they might be the team to beat in that section, even though Marblehead and uh, Danvers had their way with them the last couple seasons. Uh, Beverly, sorry. Beverly and Danvers had their yeah. way with them the last couple seasons. Uh, speaking of Beverly, by the way, a non-playoff yeah, year for they, them this they year. They didn't get in. They, didn't get in. they only had one win. One and six isn't going to do it. it. Two and five will do it. One and six will. No. Um, okay, the other Division three game I haven't mentioned yet, Winchester versus Lynn English. Lynn English that, is seven that's a and live, That's a live one eight game though. Lynn English hasn't played anybody. But the Globe has them in the top twenty. Yeah, that's ridiculous. They're not is even it? in the top fifty. Um, <laughs> I th- uh, Winchester could beat them in that game. I think really? that is a live one eight game right there. Lynn English. Lynn English played nobody. They beat Somerville. Yeah. They they Beverly's not a great win. And then no. who'd they play? Winthrop. Winthrop. Saugus. Yeah. Saugus. Uh, you know they played in the lowest tier of the NEC because they haven't been very good lately. This right. year they're solid, but. Yeah, that was their two crossover games with Somerville and um, and um, and Beverly when they won those. So okay, we'll Division see. Three North. This is what potentially could happen. Yeah, you could have a Lynn Classical, Lynn English final. sectional final. Be, I'd love to see it. Wow, I don't think we. I, I think they're both going to lose this week. But I'd and love not to only see that, it. Nick, if it's a sectional final, if I'm not mistaken. That's the week before Thanksgiving. Yep. And they're going to play each other again that day anyways. Yep. And whoever wins is not going to uh, – no, sorry, it's two weeks before Thanksgiving. Two weeks. they'd have a state semifinal game in between. Okay, that's there. right, the state semi. I keep so, forgetting about that one. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> if they did play two weeks in a row, whoever won would not win on Thanksgiving because they'd be dumb to play anybody To play good. their starters, exactly. no need – if you're going to the Super yeah. Bowl, that it would just – be criminally stupid to yeah. play any of your good players on Thanksgiving. <laughs> criminally stupid. I mean, it's you know the way this. Yeah, because you want to be up, healthy going into Foxborough. You, you got to play to get to the Super Bowl. You got to play four straight weeks against good teams. Yeah. Somebody better each week. You're going to be. And you have worn to play quality down. football too. Yep, yeah, exactly. It's a war of attrition at this time of year, and you're mm-hmm. going to be worn down. Give all your kids a rest for Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, we're over, we went over Division 4, Gloucester's Division. Look over Division 5. Some interesting matchups here. Yeah, there is. Bedford for at Lin- Linfield now. What's the story with that? Linfield should win that game, you think? I think so, but I didn't think they were that good. Linfield, um, Bedford is one of those dual county league teams. They were actually the one that got blown out by mm. by Wayland uh, last week to help Wayland jump off of Gloucester. But I'll take Linfield in the grind in that okay. one. All right. The other game, Division 5, North. Triton versus Somerville. That should be a decent I'm game. I'm taking Somerville all the way. That Somerville's a live uh, it, team in that bracket. I thought Somerville was very good. Against I Gloucester, thought that yeah. they should beat Gloucester, and I thought their coaches kind of blew it by taking their quarterback out of the game, who was the best player on the field, and mm-hmm. they just didn't give him the ball in the second half. Okay. Um, Division 5, staying with Division 5, Saturday, 
Watertown at Swampscott. Swampscott had a good yeah, year this I year. I took Watertown in that one. Did I'm you? Taking, I'm going all in with the Middlesex League this year over the NEC. Yeah, well. Um, Watertown's another one of those teams. Those those below 500 teams always seem to get weeded out early. Mm-hmm. Watertown, Stoneham isn't below 500 this year, but Watertown and Stoneham are two teams that have been able to pull off upsets in that division. Right, right. Every year, the record doesn't seem to matter. And the other Division Five North game on Saturday... Newburyport versus Weston. I don't know anything about Weston. I don't no, know if you do either. I don't think Newburyport's that good, but they, I think they're three and four. Three and four. Um, Weston, I don't know anything about Weston. Yeah, well, I know neither do a, I. Weston has a, <laughs> Weston's a thorn in the side of the Gloucester field hockey program. That's about all uh, I they, know about Weston. Yeah. They give okay. Gloucester a ton of trouble in the uh, tournament. Okay, let's move on to Division Six quickly. Um, Ipswich at Stoneham. Stoneham's going to bury them. Really? Yeah. Yep. Stoneham, okay. Stoneham could win that section. And Stoneham, then you, is, Stoneham might be Hamilton Wenham's biggest competition in that section. Okay. Staying with Division 6, you got Whittier at Shawshine. That's a good hockey matchup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those are the, yeah, the Commonwealth Athletic Conference that we were talking about. Yeah. Those are two of the powers in there. I think Shawshine's having a good year. Um, yeah. They played earlier in the season. I mm. forget who won. Okay. I was looking at that last week to try and figure out because somebody that was competing with Manchester Essex, played one of those teams. Yeah. Okay, uh, staying with Division Six on Saturday, Arlington Catholic at Greater Lowell. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Arlington Catholic, I guess. Greater Lowell uses uh, another I think it's an evenly matched team. game. I don't think Catholic is a good school. They played in the Commonwealth Conference where Manchester Essex used to play, and years they ago, were yeah. not very good in that conference. Okay. I, I don't know if things have changed in the last six years, yeah. but they they were not very strong. And here's an interesting game, uh, Division Six North. A much-improved Salem yeah. team. They got mm-hmm. in the playoffs this year uh, against Hamilton Wenham. Yeah. That, that is actually an intriguing That's match. An, That's it's, a it's tough t- draw for Hamilton Wenham as the one seed. Yeah. Salem's played a tougher schedule. Yeah. Um, Hamilton Wenham probably has been. Hamilton Wenham's win over North Reading is probably the best win of anyone in that section, though. So they probably have the best win. But we saw Manchester Essex had them on the ropes with riding superior running backs, Armenian yep. and things. They have Vinny Gaskins, Salem. Vinny Gaskins might be the best running back in the area this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he did well against Gloucester yeah, last he's year. A, he's a ball player. Yeah. So, I mean, if they ride him and they get an early lead and they just, mm. you know, keep handing him the ball and let him carry yeah. them to a win, it could happen. Uh, I'm picking Hamilton Wenham, but that uh, that's a that's going to be a good game, I think. Yeah. Okay, that's the North. Yeah. No, wait a minute, Division 8. Yeah. I don't know if you know anything about those two teams. you got New Mission. I know Lynn Tech is number one. Yeah, New That's Mission. That's all I know. Yeah, okay, New Mission at Charlestown. Yeah, if that was basketball, that'd be must-see TV, but no, football. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, um, Tech Boston? Yeah, that's another one of those Boston City League yeah, teams. Tech Boston at West they, Roxbury. Yeah, another one. They only play each other. Okay. And they come into the tournament lately, and they just get buried. And then you got South Boston versus... Cathedral. Cathedral's good. Are they? Cathedral's there around every year. They're yep. probably the class of those Boston teams. And then Saturday is when we see Lynn Tech mm-hmm. uh, versus Marion. Yeah, they'll roll there, but who, who? I mean, who knows what we get? Division yeah. 8, it's so tough because there could be teams like Manchester Essex in there with bad records that play in tough leagues. That's right. Compared to those yeah. 8, 7-0 and top seeds that don't play anybody. Okay. That's that's the north right there. Mm-hmm. Um some interesting matchups. What does Gloucester and Manchester have to do? You already wrote an article about it, and I agree totally with your article. Mm. And what you say is that they're going to have to control the ball yeah. and keep the other team's offense off the field, especially mm-hmm. Gloucester. 
Yes. I think the key for Manchester Essex is they got to be up at halftime. They yeah. have to be yeah. up in the first half because yeah. they're going to they're gonna get tired late because they're going to have be on tired legs. I think they they got to get off to a quick start against yeah. uh, against that yeah. team. And Gloucester, I think the same thing for Gloucester, too. They're oh, going to yeah. get up to quick starts. They're very similar. Gloucester and Manchester Essex are actually pretty similarly yeah, built. It's, uh, yeah, that's what teams. it looks like, yeah. And, you know, the same, the same type of things. Um, the thing that's tough with Manchester Essex is, and a good team like Lynn, Lynn, uh, St. Mary's Lynn could take advantage of, is when you only got 30 players, there's going to be holes. In your right. starting lineup. Yes, and yes. Linfield did it. Linfield yeah. picked out the hole yeah. and, and threw all over them. Yeah. Um, so Once they we'll found it. it. Yeah, they, they ended up finding it, and they ended up sticking to it. They kept completing right. those. That same third yeah. down pass play. Yeah. They, I'm not going to mention any names, obviously, yeah. but they were picking on the same poor kid the whole game. <laughs> but both teams, no matter what happens, they're going to have to pull an upset off somewhere yeah. along the line. Oh, yeah. And it starts tomorrow night, actually. Yep. Um, yeah, we'll see. I think yeah. I think Division Four North is a little deeper than Division Seven North. Yeah, there's no question. I agree with I that. But I think Division Seven North might have the more dominant top team, pound for pound. You know, yeah. Melrose will probably beat yeah. St. Mary's in a head-to-head yeah. matchup, but you know, relatively speaking, mm-hmm. they probably have the more dominant top seed. Yeah. Well, that's it right there for Gloucester and Manchester, and the playoffs start tomorrow night. I can't believe we're here already. Mm-hmm. It's just like just like. Like a snap of a finger, we're yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Gloucester at Wilmington. Now, they didn't expect to play Wilmington. It, it, it looked like North Reading the whole time. They knew that was the possibility, Possibility though. was there. I, yeah, yeah, I was actually talking to, to Tony on uh, Thursday night because he was asking me the same stuff while I was crunching the numbers. And yeah. I was thinking the same thing. I said the week before, I'm like, it's going to be North Reading. Yeah. Set in stone, North Reading. That's and what then I, I started crunching the numbers a little bit and realized that Gloucester had to rely on Beverly and Saugus to win games. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Wayland could absolutely and may absolutely jump them in the standing. And they did. Well, if, if Beverly had beaten Peabody, you'd we'd have Gloucester at. No, because we're talking about Manchester Essex got into the playoffs by one tenth of a point. Yeah, Wayland was ahead of Gloucester by, by three, three tenths. Okay, three one hundredths. Three one hundredths of a point. Of yeah, a point. I think it was like thirteen point six three to thirteen point six zero. It was something like that. That it's was un- that was how close it was. So if Beverly beats Peabody, Gloucester's in North Reading tomorrow yeah. night. That was the that was the right. game that it yeah. came down to. And, you know, the MIAA has got these people crunching these numbers. They must be working 24-7. Well, you know what they do? <laughs> say, I don't know how to do it. The Boston Herald does it. They'll throw every team's schedule into a into a into um, an Excel document, and they just punch in scores, and they got the formula in already, and it automatically oh, computes them. Computes I'm, I'm, it, yeah. I'm sure the okay. MIAA does something similar yeah, than I'm that. Yeah, I'm sure. Because I'm their sure. numbers were dead on. Okay, Nick, tomorrow night it all starts for real. It does. The second season. And... Good luck to Gloucester and Manchester. Oh, absolutely. I hope they can d- do something. I think something. we're going to see two solid games. I think the Gloucester yeah. game is going to be a good game. I do too. Manchester Essex, I think, has potential to to make that a game. Yeah. Okay. As well. And like I said, it's going to have to be an upset along the way. And it, it, and if it does, I think there'll be some a lot of excitement around yeah. here on the North Shore. Absolutely. But both teams. Yep. If absolutely. Gloucester can come back tomorrow night with a win. That'd be I, big because you, know you know they can beat Marblehead. If Marble, they absolutely it, can. I it, like it, their chances against yeah. Marblehead in a rematch, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I do too. Especially if Wakefield can upset Marblehead yeah, and get the game in Gloucester. Yeah, that'd be really interesting. Yeah, because I don't think Marblehead is, has any intentions on traveling here. No, <laughs> they haven't in and about it, five years. Yeah, and if they do, I think it's going to be a downer for them at the start. Uh, I hope so. At that'd the start nice. of the game. 
I, I do kind of want to see Gloucester and Marblehead play again. I do to be too. Honest with you. And but if worse comes to worse, it could be Gloucester at Marblehead again for the mm-hmm. semifinals. That would be the third year in a row. Third year in a row yeah. in that round. Okay, Nick, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Uh, we'll be seeing you around the fields. Oh, yeah. That's our show for today. I'm Phil Nicastro. I want to thank Nick Kukru and Jim Capello for their time. Good night, everybody. 